0: Hey, Money Bosses, calling all busy parents on the path to financial freedom. You've got 15 seconds? I have some big news to share. The Money Boss podcast has been submitted for the prestigious Plutus Awards, recognizing the best in finance podcasting. Your nomination can make a huge difference. Imagine gaining valuable insights and practical tips while juggling work, taking care of the family, and everything in between. Well, we can't do it without you. So please visit the Plutus Awards nomination page at PlutusAwards.com slash nominate and select Best Family or Couples Personal Finance Content category. Together, let's empower our parent community, navigate the financial challenges, and build the life they always dreamed of. Thank you for your support. get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Sergunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Hey, Money Bosses, Anna is here, and welcome back to the Money Boss Podcast. I'm excited to continue our conversation where I bring these legacy episodes that aired on a podcast in these last three years. And I'm reminding you that I am gearing up here. We're on episode 198 to relaunch the podcast very soon. And I am still kind of reminiscing on the fact that it's been this long and we're still having fun continuing this discussion and navigating this ever challenging world of personal finances. Parenthood and everything in between. Today's conversation uh, has been centered around kids. When is it not, at least in my life? Um, Anyway, I I wanted to bring this episode back and have you focused on it um, somewhat because, first of all, I think when I recorded it first in 2021, the landscape of where we were in the world how the markets performed. All of that was different. And looking back at what I talked about, the strategy still stands. And we're focusing on a question that I get asked all the time. And that is, should you open a savings account or a custodial investment account for your child? Or should you have both? Now, with environment for interest rates that we have today, savings accounts are fantastic vehicles as long as you have a high yield savings account. They're like paying close to 5%. We did not have that in 2021. So, but I still think any parent considering what accounts should they have for their kids, where and how to put the excess money they have or the funds they're getting from birthdays And also, too, I still want you to think about what is the goal for this money, right? And the most typical answer I get from clients when they ask this question is, well, we just want to help kids get started. It's very vague, in my opinion, because it doesn't get you to come up with a concrete timeline, helping your kids get started is a very general goal that all parents have but if you told me that look my child is 5 years old and i want for him or her to have money whatever the the goal is maybe it's a buy the car fund or home partial home down payment or you use these funds to pay for college when they're 18 that's very concrete we have 13 years to go, investment account is probably going to be a better vehicle versus I just want to park some cash where right now, 5% in the savings account seems really reasonable. Becoming a new parent is extraordinary, life-changing event that brings a mix of emotions from joy to worry, excitement and fear. Suddenly, you're not only responsible for yourself, but also for another little person, who depends on you for everything, and it's okay to feel overwhelmed. But remember, you've got this. Did you know that raising a child from birth to age 18 can cost over $234,000 on average? And that does not even include things like daycare, private school, or college savings for the future. Planning for these expenses is crucial, and that's where the money parent checklist comes in. I've created this resource for new parents like you to get you started. It will help you adapt and prepare for your new financial reality. It's a comprehensive guide that covers everything from setting up a budget for your new family, planning baby expenses, securing your child's future, and even preparing for those exciting college years ahead. Yes, I've got you covered from A to Z, so you can focus on cherishing those precious moments with your little one, But don't let money worries get in the way of creating unforgettable memories. Visit parentmoneychecklist.com today and grab your free copy. So, go listen to this recorded episode. It will help you kind of think through some of these ideas and strategies. I actually still think uh, parents should consider both. Uh, Whether we're in a high interest rate environment or you're closer to when your kids are going to need the money, if you have access of those funds, you should put it to work. That's the bottom line. Thanks so much for tuning in and let me know what you think. I'd love to hear questions. I'd love to hear your feedback. And if you have 10 seconds of your time after you finish listening to this episode, please head to Apple Podcast and uh, put a five-star review um, and subscribe so that you can get notified when the new episodes are coming up. And of course, this relaunch that I am working pretty hard in the background. So thanks so much for tuning in again today. Welcome back to the Money Boss Podcast. So we're continuing our discussion about kids' savings accounts. And today, I wanted to dive in and really spend some time understanding the types of accounts that are available to you and and we can discuss some of the features and benefits because i think that's by far one of the largest questions i get is which of these accounts really makes sense for me and so let's talk through uh, the two types of accounts that you can start and then hopefully that will kind of get you thinking about all right now i know you've listened to the previous episode where we talked about the reasons right and your why Um, so hopefully now you know that that should help you make a decision the type of account you want okay so let's start with the 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 basic savings account right and and just before we dive in so there's there's two kinds that we're looking at here because we're talking about minors right so there's restrictions on things so we have savings account and we have something called custodial account i'll talk i'll talk about custodial account in just a bit but for savings account, it's pretty straightforward, right? It's not any different than the savings account you may already have. The difference is is that your child owns the account with you, right? And so that means that they have access to the funds from the account. You just are, you know, you could act as a supervisor, right? If you totally, completely 100% trust them, that's That's fine. But that's, I guess, one of the drawbacks that parents want to have a little bit more oversight and decision making as to what happens to the fund. So it's a savings account that has a joint ownership feature and the child is on that account with you. It also could present a really great teaching opportunity for them to gain some skills and, and be responsible adults, right? young adults with finances. The one that I wanted to spend a little bit more time on is the custodial account. And there's two different types um, that exist out there. One is called, these these are acronyms, UTMA, which stands for Uniform Transfers to Minors Act. And second one is UGMA, Uniform Transfers Gifts to Minors Act account. And so these accounts are actually different. In the form of how they're structured and what happens to the money unlike the savings account that we just talked about where you actually are joint owner of the funds in that account and you know the the, the distributions could be uh, made from that account you can t- take the funds away so everybody has and the same goes for the child everybody has that that opportunity with these custodial accounts it's really considered to be an asset that is really truly owned by your child except that they're not available or they cannot access the funds in this account until they turn 18 right or age of majority um, for most states so that's a that's a unique feature because you truly designate these as kids accounts and what's really cool too is that it gives you opportunity to invest in all kinds of Uh, funds, right? All all kinds of assets. I shouldn't say funds, all kinds of assets. So that's why I like uh, maybe perhaps having one of each, um, you know, depending what your goals are. Also, when you transfer funds, right, into the custodial accounts, whichever one you choose, the funds actually are no longer yours. So they get off your books, even though, you know, you're still managing the account, uh, but it's it's already considered to be a completed gift for gift tax purposes, and therefore it's owned by the child. Now we'll talk also a little bit about taxation and what happens because if it's not a savings account, and I'm hoping that we can really put these accounts to work. So, for example, kind of the distinction distinction and how do you decide? Do you need a UTMA or a UGMA account? So UTMA account can pretty much hold any kind of asset. It could be stocks, bonds, it can hold a real estate. So if you have a house or a building or you know any other property, it can hold intellectual property, works of art and things like that. UGMA accounts are a little bit more limited to things like financial assets, right? Or cash, securities, so there's a stocks, bonds, mutual funds, annuities, and insurance policies. So it's just a, um, a, a different it just depends on what you really want. So if you want real estate in those, you're probably going to go for the UTMA. So UTMA's are actually more popular. Um, I was it's interesting fact that I don't know if any of you live in South Carolina, but um, South Carolina actually does not allow UTMA accounts for whatever reasons. I don't know. I um, I was surprised by that. So, but because these accounts are now technically they're, you know, they're not accounts that you own, so they're, they're in the name of your, of your miner, we need to talk about, and if we're investing in securities, we buy in real estate, or whatever else that it is that you're interested in buying, there are even bitcoins, actually, it's a good, good point, I am not 100% certain if that's the case, um, if you can hold a bitcoin in UTMA account, but, you know, anything other than the cash, we're really talking about taxes, okay, so you need to, you need to understand how that works, Because it's not as simple as just a tiny bit of interest you're earning in your savings account. As of 2021, the first $1,100 of earned income that comes from these accounts is tax-free. And then the next $1,100 is taxed at 10%. And then everything above the the two tiers, the $2,200 combined, will be taxed at the parent's rate. So there is some advantages, and I hope you earn more than $2,200 in that account, right, if you invest it properly, but it, it gives you a little bit of a break, right, uh, while the kids are still little. So one of the uh, features of this account is that when they reach the age of majority or in the state of residence, so usually 18, then they, they become legal owners right or that that structure changes they're not minors anymore so it becomes their account and then they take the account off your books in terms of taxation okay so if there's been a huge gain in that account and you haven't really sold anything then it becomes theirs and then when they do liquidate the funds then that's what really happens now I'm covering it today really broadly so for for something like this I definitely advise for you to discuss it with your own financial advisor or your tax tax person to get more specifics of like how would that work Um, but i like these accounts because it gives me the flexibility to put uh you know anything more than just a a a savings account type of uh you know funds so also something to think about what happens to these savings accounts or to savings accounts in general when kids reach age 18 right and so most banks will convert because because the banks do designate these accounts as uh, minor accounts, right? Or accounts for the benefit of the minor. So they actually convert these accounts to regular accounts when they turn 18. And so depending what bank you you have a relationship, um, one of the features of minor or custodial accounts is that the fees are different, right? And so particularly for the savings accounts at the bank, um, we're not gaining a whole lot of interest these days but when the fees are low that's even better so that's one kind of a thing to watch out for right so you may have a a young adult who's about to turn 18 and they have savings account so really it becomes becomes their own at that point so let's talk a little bit more next time about some of the features that we're looking for when we set up savings accounts Um, But for right now, I hope this discussion was useful and you really have some idea of what what to look for and really go back and think about the goals. It isn't about just, hey, I need to open an account for my child. It's really about what, what the goal and what are you trying to accomplish. Until next time, remember you are the bosses of your own money. Hey, money boss. Thanks for tuning in today. having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.